0: Welcome back everybody, I'm Welcome Matt, back. I'm Jimmy, Actually, about that? we are Two Average Guys, we have a special podcast, we didn't get to our live show this past week, um, oh, it was it's a difficult week, yeah, but Labor I, Day. And I was sick anyways, so you, know, you guys didn't want to see my ugly mug, with me being <laughs> sick, you can probably tell I'm still out of the weather, but uh, we got Adam Kerr coming on the show here, we're going to give him a call in just a second, but uh, what we'd like to cover today, talk, we'll talk to Adam a little bit about week one, um, of course he's going to be stoked about the defense, talk about Colorado since he's got some experience there uh, and we'll discuss Colorado um, in week two and what we expect for uh, the Huskers this upcoming week going to Folsom Field so uh, we'll go ahead and ring Adam now and and ring him into the to the show and um, here we go go ahead and have have a little nice uh, discussion with him on Nebraska football see if he answers Jimmy's call. <laughs> he might not. Hey, how's it going? Hey, Adam, hey, Adam how are doing? I'm
1: doing good. Uh, give me 90 seconds here. <laughs> All
0: right, no <laughs> worries. No worries. Or, you're taking a minute here. And I'll
1: be in a good spot.
2: Perfect. <laughs> Perfect.
0: All all right, sorry about that, guys. Come He's on. ready. Here we go. All right, Adam. Well, uh, it's been a minute since we've uh, chatted on our on our show. I think we talked to you a couple times last year and two years ago, um, maybe.
3: Time?
0: Yeah. So, uh, like to welcome you back to Two Average Guys. Uh, Thanks for me back. I
1: appreciate
0: it. Yeah. So I know you kicked off uh, after week one. Kicked off talking about uh, how the Huskers did week one and. Um, so you know, Jimmy and I would love to talk to you about your thoughts on Week One. Um, I'm sure you got a lot to say about the black shirts and that defense. So um, we'll get you started. What, what were your overall thoughts on that game on Saturday? Yeah, I think um, I think the media folks,
1: which I, I guess
2: I'm now a part of, um, it's still hard for me to fathom that who uh, was really hyped nice in this team up. And I was always like, you know, there's a lot of youth on offense, and we really haven't had uh, continued success on defense in a while. Uh, the only thing that, obviously, you two, things are going to get better. You could tell the attitude in the guys' eyes was different. Uh, the only thing that really was like, okay, we can get to there. And for me, was we had a much easier schedule. The easiest schedule we've had in about eight or nine years, after
1: second coming of the of offenses apparently and it's like well going they need some guys to develop um, and then defensively you know five turnovers
2: in the first game uh, the defense held them under two, two yards per rush, 1. 9. the rush 1.9 South Alabama put together a couple of drives they did some things but um, I think this offense has a lot of talent I think there's a lot of speed I think they need some time to grow develop I think by mid-season we could kind of be seeing out of this offense with folks were hoping game one, and I think the black shirts are going to be much improved, and I think they're going to carry the team at
3: least for a little bit. So you were talking about the turnovers, Adam. Um, do you see this kind of as a new norm on defense, trying to be, you know, seek out turnovers? You know, obviously five is great. That's ideal. We haven't had a game like that in a long time. But, um, you know, seeking out turnovers, but potentially giving up big plays or possibly third down conversions. Yeah, so, I mean,
2: if you follow Shenander,
3: I think it's showing a little better, I mean, so far this year than it did last year.
0: Yeah, and my my take on the Big Ten is you don't see a lot of teams scoring a ton of points. They're not big, uh, they're a time-possession type uh, conference, but, um, you know, question on the offense, Adam, so I was was really frustrated on Saturday with the way things were going and watching the game and wondering, you know, is this going to be a normal thing moving forward where we underproduce um, and don't really do as good as we should, but then I look at who's on the field. We didn't see uh, Woodyard out there. We didn't see Cade Warner. Jay Field, I think, only had one catch, uh, two catches. Um, we didn't see Mike Williams get the ball thrown to him. Noah had a couple, ta- a couple targets towards him. I don't feel like we put our best product on the field, and I almost feel like we played with a limited playbook. Um, and we ran the ball up the middle a lot when it wasn't working, but we went outside. It seemed to work really well. So almost feel like we just didn't want to show a whole lot to not only Colorado, but maybe even the rest of the Big Ten in our first game, and we were okay with just kind of sneaking by with uh, an okay win in that game one. Um, what are your thoughts on that?
2: I've heard a lot of the uh, limited playbook. I've heard that a lot. What's interesting to me, and I, and I know they didn't have the whole playbook last year, especially with the two freshmen, but i got to imagine we were at least running what we did last year. There were games, multiple games, where we put a 50-plus point points. And all they got to do is turn on the UCF film to see a full Scott Frost playbook. I, I, I don't really buy into the limited playbook not showing things. Okay. Um, to be honest with you, because you you can see things from a year ago, you can see things from UCF, you can go back to Oregon, and there when he was coaching Mariota, and so you can see what you want to see. Um, for me, I think it's almost like people still in denial that.
1: Uh, Scott Frost in the offense and I shouldn't say Scott Frost he is, he is you know an offensive guy and he is coached the offense uh, but the offense is going to struggle for a little bit yeah. I think mean, people just refuse to accept that um,
2: you know because he's an offensive wizard so to speak uh, but he's still got he's got a lot of young guys a lot of inexperienced guys you know Cam Jurgens never played I can't even
1: imagine playing your first game at center in your first college start as mm-hmm. a freshman uh, you got to snap the ball I mean so I, I coach a 9U team, and we we dare to
2: go out of the gun. And I'm going to tell you right now, I about regretted it. The first two weeks of practice, I've lost my ever-loving mind. And then we finally figured it out. And we don't run, obviously we're a 9U team, but we don't run fancy plays. It's snap the ball, hand it off. It's snap the ball, give it to a receiver in motion. It's snap the ball, pass. And obviously these kids are much older, much better, much more experienced. But the timing and the execution that it takes would surprise people. And me, I think that you got to give Camp Durkin time. We got a couple new guys on the old line besides him as well. So for me, you know, I am a little perplexed. Decade Warner wasn't on the field. Mike Williams. I mean, physically, he's a guy that you would expect to play a lot. The ton kind of sort just never really has. So I got to imagine they're playing the best players. Uh,
0: so I'm a little, uh, I'm a little confused there myself. But I got to imagine they're playing the best players. I just, I don't really buy into the limited playbook thing, and I could be utterly really completely wrong about that thing. Yeah, I mean, it's just something that I noticed. Especially, you know, I, I hype up Mike Williams. I did it last year too with his blocking ability. Him and Cade Warner blocking on the outside, and JD learned how to block really well last year for, for Morgan. And um, you know, to not really see that in that first game, I was a little surprised. But then again, you know, you talk about the timing, and that's something that Jimmy and I talked about the other day. Is you, you we don't realize that we were never on the field to play football, especially at the college level how much that can impact the timing. And so that's something that we were thinking maybe that had a lot to do with how Adrian was playing and how the rest of the offense really clicked or didn't click on certain plays. So, yeah, uh, I
2: would agree with that. Yeah. I think it's going to take, you know, as far as Cam with the snaps and things of that nature, I think it's going to take him a little bit to get there and in all fairness to him. It doesn't help that he's been hurt to bring in the ball as well.
3: Yeah. Well, and it also doesn't help that we only had like five or six possessions in the second half and I think mm-hmm. we had two, two of those were turnovers there were two or three play drives. Yep. Um I, I will say though, Adrian seemed and maybe it was just the timing, not being able to get into a rhythm with high snaps or, you know, getting what they wanted on first down and getting stuck in third and long, but he just didn't seem to be the same Adrian that he was last year, you know. He uh when he was rushed he you know, he kinda of took a sack instead of doing what Adrian normally would do and do a pretty good scramble away, or throw the ball away, at
1: least. So, I don't
3: know. I guess I just wanted to see what you thought about Adrian as a whole for the game.
2: Yeah, he didn't look like the guy from last year at all. It was interesting. Um, I think it was maybe a couple weeks before the first game, and uh, somebody had put out on social media a picture of Adrian last year at this time, right? Um, You know, it's one of those things where I wonder, he's still a very young man. I think people forget that, with all the the hype
1: and hype and all this stuff. You know, I wonder that's gotten to him a little bit, if he's feeling the pressure. Um, You know, I did a
2: show, I think I did it back there in spring ball.
3: that either, because you're going to either get full of yourself, hot dog, or you're going to feel a lot of pressure, hot dog, so I don't know, it's all speculation when it comes to the mental aspect of it, uh, I hope he just goes out and does what he does, and lets his natural ability take over, because he has the potential to be in New York, because he can't be thinking about New York. Absolutely. And he had a really good game against Colorado last year until he got hurt, yeah. so. Yep.
0: Um, so let's flip back over the defense. Um, I think there's been enough talk about the offense this week and maybe not enough talk about how well the defense plays. Um, a couple of things that stood out to me was the hit Lamar Jackson uh, had on the quarterback and then also the hit that Caleb Tanner had on the quarterback that ended up leading to uh, both a, to a fumble and one to a touchdown and in the end zone. Um, you know, those types of plays, we haven't seen – I haven't seen a hit like that on a Nebraska defense. I mean, I guess we saw it last year. Um, We saw a hit on a Michigan State quarterback. That was pretty awesome. But, really, we haven't seen those types of hits where we're jarring the quarterback that bad where they're fumbling the ball in quite some time. That was really exciting for me. Being a defensive guy yourself, how exciting were you you to see those types of big hits in the game that we haven't seen in quite some time? Oh, that's
2: pretty awesome. Like, (laughs) so much of defense, I once had an old lineman tell me. He goes, I can train my Labrador Retrievers. football, football. ball. And while I was a little bit simplistic, he wasn't entirely wrong. So much of defense is attitude and effort and how much you enjoy physical contact. And what I saw on Saturday was I saw a lot of attitude, and I mean that's a positive way. I saw a lot of emotion. I saw
1: a lot of effort. And I saw guys who like physical contact. And that isn't quite what we've seen. Uh, the norm as of lately,
2: and I think that, I mean, Sanander, he's got an aggressive bench. Like, he doesn't mind giving up a big play as long as he gets a big play, and he gets that turnover, and I think that's kind of rubbing off on the
1: defense, and that's the mentality that they're playing with. I also, I mean, if you watch Mo Barry the past year or two, he's really been the only guy I don't want to say that I've enjoyed watching,
2: but he's the guy I've enjoyed
1: watching yeah. He has
2: played without same energy, passion, and emotion the past couple of years. And now, you see a lot of the other guys
1: playing with that. So
0: you got to credit his leadership for that, too. 100%. Absolutely. Well, and I know you, uh, I believe I saw, I didn't get to, to listen to it yet, but you had a, a chat with Eric Lee. Um correct, right? Yeah. Um, he's a very soft-spoken guy. <laughs> uh, but, yeah,
1: he was the guy that if you watched him
2: on Saturday, I was surprised because if you watched him on Saturday, he would come across
1: like
2: a guy that would be soft-spoken stuff. So. Um, he played with the same energy, passion, emotion uh, on
1: Saturday that everyone else was playing with. And I think
2: that
3: heavily contributed to what the Blackshirts
0: were able to do. Yeah, I mean,
3: that was awesome to see. I mean, a senior that gets a chance and makes the best of it. It was, it was really cool. Well, he did that last
0: year, too. He had opportunities last year to get in some games. And when he did, he played well last year. Um, He took over for Lamar Jackson when Jackson was struggling at the beginning of the year, and he he ended up having a a pretty solid, you know, start to the season, and then Jackson turned things around. Um, Last guy on defense that really, you know, I'm not surprised to see him play as well as he did was JoJo Doman. That guy just, he hunts the ball down, and no matter who has it, he's going to get him. Um, Have you had any interaction with JoJo Doman in person or over the phone, and what are your overall thoughts of Doman?
2: So I actually have not, because he came on last year, uh, towards the end of the year, and people started to realize his versatility and the different things he's capable
1: of. Um, So I actually have not, though. But what I've seen in interviews, and and I don't really pay, I'll be honest with you, I don't pay much attention to what uh, coaches and players say, uh, because they're going to say the right things. They're going to say
2: what they're supposed to say, especially players. Like, coaches might
1: give you a little bit, Mm kind of,
2: but they're going to rile up the fan base. and The players are going to try to rile up nobody. Uh, frankly, they probably don't want to be there talking, most of them. Um, so I don't pay a lot of attention. I, I more or less watch the body language, and I listen to the tone in their voice. Uh, but anyways, JoJo is kind of very soft-spoken as well. But what's
1: different is he kind of reminds me of like a silent assassin type. Like I was watching him. And he might be, very, might be more on the quiet side and a little, a little bit more soft-spoken, but he kind of had that aura about him. Like, as soon as the lights went on and the whistle blew, he was going to take your head
2: off. He was going to rip your head off and wear it on Halloween. Uh, that's kind of the impression that he gave me with his body language and just kind of how he carried himself.
3: One scary dude. <laughs> yeah, um, well, and, you know, he was hurt entering fall camp, and yep. so it was really good to see him come in and make some plays. I was impressed.
0: So, Jim, any tales
3: from last week? You know, I think everything that I kind of thought about, we, we covered. So,
0: All right, so the important thing, week two, we got Colorado at Folsom Field um, this upcoming weekend. Um, obviously, you know, a lot of people, some people call it a rivalry, some people don't, some people just straight up hate Colorado. You and I had a discussion last year before the Colorado game as well, but um, you know, what are your thoughts on this upcoming week? I know Colorado's defense gave up quite a few points. There are quite a few big plays to Colorado State this last year, or this last week, but what are your thoughts coming into week two?
2: Yeah, I, I think it is a rivalry. I think there's different – like, people either want to say it's a rivalry or it's not. Like, I think there's layers to rivalries. Uh, I think there's different types of rivalries. Like, I would not say that Oklahoma – same type of rivalry as, say, Florida-Florida State. You know, Nebraska-Oklahoma versus Florida-Florida State. Like, Florida-Florida State, it's, it's like there's some hate there.
1: There's oh, yeah. some legit hate. Uh, Nebraska-Oklahoma back in the day was more out of respect. Mm-hmm. And so I think
2: there's different levels to rivalry. There's different types of rivalry. So Nebraska-Colorado, uh, it's a rivalry. It's more of a one-sided rivalry. I don't think it's completely one-sided. I think Bill McCartney did make it interesting. I think especially early in the 90s, and the late 80s, in Colorado was able to finally break the streak of Nebraska-Oklahoma. Nebraska-Oklahoma always went in the Big 8, and all of a sudden they popped in there, and they won a national title and they went to Orange Bowl. And so I think McCartney, more so than if it wasn't for Bill McCartney, this would be a He made a wrap. You know, red. I'd rather be standing than red. Yep. You can't wear red in the football building. He still says it in his speeches to this day,
1: you know, uh, I hope that man never, ever goes away. I all mean, times undefeated. But if he ever goes away, this
2: rivalry might completely go away, too. Uh, it is more one sided It's kind of little brother, big brother. And that'll probably make the rivalry a little bit more fun, just saying that. Um, but I think it is there. I think it does exist. For me, personally, it always meant more.
1: Because my sister married into a Colorado, SCU <laughs> family. That's right. So I would hear about it
2: all freaking
1: year
2: long. <laughs> all freaking year long. And so I always had some really good games against Colorado. And I always
1: told
2: my landlord, I said, "Hey, I should have cut you a check because you helped me make some money because you motivated me a
0: lot. I'm not gonna give you any, but I probably should." That's funny. Yeah, that's uh, so. Was it Joel Clapp that you had a nice uh, couple nice tackles against when he was quarterback there? Yeah, that was my I think my
2: redshirt freshman year. I got Joel. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I know. I know. I've seen I've seen pictures circulate around the internet of that hit. It's just it makes me laugh every time because I have a lot of respect for Joel and I enjoy listening to him talk about the Big Ten and he's um, got a lot of
3: respect for the Nebraska. Yeah, so. and every time I
0: see him, I think of you taking almost taking his head off, and that just cracks me up every time I see it. Um, so I, I had to lie. I, I, I saw something on social media today, and um, you know, there's been a lot of talk on Twitter between Husker fans, Colorado fans. I mean, it's blowing up, and it's kind of funny to, to watch and see how people react to different people's conversations. And one thing that had come out today, and I don't know if you saw it, Adam, they had a video of, a, I think it's a news reporter. I don't know if he's local in, in Colorado area, but he showed what the new um, cup is going to be for people to <laughs> drink awesome. out of at Folsom Field, and it's like a metal tin can or tin cup. And my response was, well, that's kind of smart. Bring out these uh, cups to use for one, one time and one time only because after this game it might never be used again with how they might be used as, as weapons <laughs> from what we know in the past has happened when Nebraska Batteries, visits Folsom
3: Field. And, bomb.
0: Um, did you experience any of that hatred when you were at Nebraska when you at Folsom Field?
2: I mean, so it's a little bit different. Um, in the aspect of as a player, I mean, you to just get off the bus. The fans are there. You, you expect your 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 home fans to be there. You expect the typical loudmouth opposing
1: fans to be there. You get in the locker room, to warm up. You got the typical heckling. You know, some places are worse
2: than others. Then the uh, game's over. You get off the bus. So it's not like you know, you're driving a car. You gotta watch the vehicle. Your car's destroyed. You know red and everybody's heckling you, but you didn't hit in throughout the entire stadium during the game. I mean, you got fans talking to you from the stands. Some places were worse than others. Um, I think my red, redshirt freshman year, if I remember correctly, I think if Colorado won, they made it to a bowl game. And if they did it, they didn't go to a bowl game. And I remember saying to a guy in the stands because he was saying something, and I remember saying, "Well, I'm going to be enjoying my bowl game while you're sitting on your bad ass
1: opening
0: Christmas <laughs> Nice. Well, and luckily, we won the game, so I was able to back it up a little bit. There you go. That's awesome. Good yeah, stuff. yeah. I mean, we're excited for the game this weekend. Obviously, playing Colorado again and. Uh, it's been a while since we've been at Folsom Field. And- well, and there's a little revenge factor from last year. I mean, we should have won that
3: game last year. I mean, yeah. I know you can say that, should, could, you know, could have, should have, would have, but we should have won that game last year. We yeah. had a couple drops, uh, Martinez gets hurt, um, you know, say what you want. But um, what do you see with, uh, and I I apologize, I'm not sure what his name is, but that receiver for Colorado, uh, he's, something pretty, he's something pretty special. I think Chenault is his last name. Yeah, so we need, to, we need to figure out. You, you see us figuring him out on, uh, you know, with those defensive backs and linebackers? Yeah, so I, I think there's going to be, I mean, so Colorado's defense, so
2: to kind of put a nutshell on both offense, I think Colorado's defense is a very good. They gave it both a 500-yard offense Colorado State, almost 31st down, lost the time of possession. But Colorado State really outplayed Colorado. The reason they lost Agreed. Colorado forced four turnovers. Yeah. And CSU had four turnovers, and Colorado no, had that, none. That was the difference game, much like our game. It was really the turnovers the for a touchdown that was the difference. You could argue, if you look at the stat line, South Alabama outplayed us. So it's one of those things where I think Colorado's defense could be the perfect remedy for Nebraska's offense. A young, learning, growing offense. So I think we're going to be able to score a little bit, move the ball a little bit more, whereas Colorado's offense presents much more uh, problems, many more problems than South Alabama's. I mean, Montez, the quarterback, the receiver, so they're going to put up some more points. I think we're going to be able to put up some more points just offensively. So I do think I don't think it's going to be a high scoring game, just simply because the black shirts are playing better and our offense is just phenomenal at this point. But I think there's going to be some more points,
1: um, and I think I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's probably going to come down to the end. I think even if my
2: prediction show is going to go up tomorrow. I think I even have it going into
1: overtime, us winning like 34, 31, something like that. Okay. So I do think it's going to
2: come down to the
0: to the wire. I think that'd be pretty intense. I think that'd be that'd be a a fun game to watch while every Husker fan you know holds their beer in their hand while trying not to you know choke on it and just go crazy because we know all Husker fans get intense when these games come on and some are a little more intense than others. Well, and we were at that '09 game where Henry made
3: the 57-yarder against yep. Colorado, and yep. that's you know one of my favorite. Got not only Nebraska, or, you know, not only Nebraska versus Colorado memories, but Nebraska in general. In yeah. general, so.
0: Um, all right, so you mentioned the you, you think thirty four thirty one potentially in overtime. So we'll get you one more question here, and then you can ask us anything if you have any questions for us. But um, what's your prediction? I don't know if I saw your your prediction for our record this year. Because my my prediction at the beginning of the year, I said eight and four would be great to flip the script. I think we could be 9-3. and three. I think we could win 10 games, but if I'm realistic, I'm thinking 8-4, and 9-3 and three is probably where we should land this year. You mentioned our schedule earlier as well. Did you have a prediction like that at the beginning of the year? So this is the only year
2: I did not put out a prediction. I mean, I did one way back, way back. Like, I think
1: National Signing Day,
2: okay. early prediction. Uh, I did not do one. Normally, I do one the week leading into the first game, but instead I brought on Oh, man, his name escapes me. Yeah, check him out at
1: Pick6Preview um, on oh, the yeah. Twitter. Oh, yeah, so I he, saw that. He's the, yeah, he's had the most accurate
2: predictions for all mm-hmm. power five schools over the past seven years. So uh, I, I, I had him do it instead. Just uh, is kind of a change of something a little bit different. Um, but when I did it on national signing day, my opinion it hasn't really changed a lot. I
1: honestly thought probably eight and four. You look at last year, and, you, I mean, you know, could have, should have, would
2: have, let's say we win that Colorado game, you know, that puts us at 5-7, and seven. and then, I mean, I gotta imagine if, if Martinez is healthy, we beat Troy, so yeah. that puts us at 6-6, six and six. and so my thought was, obviously, could have, should have, would have, didn't happen, you know, but there was some spooky things, the Akron game didn't canceled, all that stuff. So let's say we we were very realistically good of in six and six, and it was a brutal schedule. So just by the schedule alone be much easier, I was like, man,
1: there's another win or two right there. So eight and four, and the team will be better. And so I safely was going to go eight and four, like you said, flipping the script. Uh, I think I went a little bit brave and said nine and three. Uh, so I think I officially
2: said nine and three, but I was eight and four, nine and three in that area. The people who were
1: talking about
2: double-digit wins yeah. and 11-1, and I was like, man, you're, you're, I
0: don't know about that. I mean, 10,
3: you know, 10 can happen. Yeah. You never know. Um, I just, Some people were talking like 11-1, and, and I'm like, hey, you're out of your mind. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah, I'm in that 9-3, 8-4 range. I mean, I'm as excited as anybody else, but, I mean, I'm realistic. I don't think yeah. I'm 11-1. Or probably even 10 and 2 can happen. But.
0: Yeah, I think you go from 4 to 8 to 8 and 4, you call that a successful turnaround and, and look for brighter things to come the next couple of years because you made you made drastic improvements on your season. And. and then you got Martinez
3: as a junior, Steelman as a senior, yeah. you know, looking in the third year for
0: With a lot of really, you mentioned the youth on the team, Adam, and I I was shocked, again, to see how much youth we still have on our team. and. We had Trent Hickson on the line, who's actually from Lord, uh, from the high school that uh, Jimmy and I went to here in Omaha. And so he's a walk-on. He's starting. And I, I think we have uh, Sullivan came in, and Sullivan played well when he came in it. on defense. And I'm like, we, Who we the were, heck is Sullivan? We were talking about that. that time. Um, then they actually had an article on him the other day. And so it's exciting to see some of the young guys come in with that. Um, and, and Nelson played a little bit, too. And they're coming in with that, just that anger. And they want to go hit somebody, and they want to get the ball. And it's just, it's fun to watch that and see the walk-ons and the young guys come in and play early. It's exciting for me.
1: Yeah,
0: no,
2: I completely agree with you. I think, if I remember correctly, I believe there's only two seniors even listed on the offensive side of the ball, period. So
0: uh, it's fun to see these guys get early playing time at the same time. There's going to be a learning curve in there as well. Awesome. Well,
3: uh, Jimmy, got anything else? I don't think so. I really appreciate the conversation. It was a little longer than I had <laughs> even expected.
0: So. Well, Adam, you got anything for us before we let you go?
1: All
2: right, the $2 million question. All right, Uh, are we going to win the Big Ten West and get to the Big Ten
0: Championship
2: game? And do we get a big marquee win this year, like a top top ten win at some point this
0: year? Good question. So I'll go first. Um, I think we have a very good opportunity to win the Big Ten West. I think it's going to come down to us and Iowa. Um, that last game, yeah, but I think it's going to come down to us and Iowa. I think that'd be really cool for one, um, but I think that's going to be the opportunity that we have to get to, the, to win the Big Ten West between us and Iowa. I'm not Wisconsin is a lot of people are saying they're the best in the West, but I'm still not sold on them yet because their quarterback is just is it, not very good. I just I'm not sold on them offensively yet. So, um, but we'll see. I, I think it's going to be between us and Iowa. I think that'd be pretty cool and Marquis win. I think our biggest opportunity, I just mentioned, you know, Wisconsin, but I don't think they're going to be a top ten. I think we're going to see Ohio State at home. Um, Justin Fields had a pretty decent first game. um, But, once again, I don't think they are playing a very good defense. So, I think Ohio State, I mentioned last year, that's going to be the last time that they beat us in quite some time, and I'm going to stick with it. I think we beat Ohio State at home this year. Okay. I would say um,
3: you're feeling Iowa. I, after watching that first game, I am feeling a little bit nervous about Wisconsin. I think they <laughs> yeah. look pretty good. Jonathan Taylor is a stud. Yeah. Um, and that O-line. I know you said you had questions about quarterback, but if you can run the ball effectively, you got a, a pretty good chance to win. They I typically do, run I pretty do. good That's against you. <laughs> um, <laughs> typically. Yeah. So I feel like it comes down to us in Wisconsin. Okay. And I do feel like we beat Wisconsin. So, okay. There you okay. go. All
2: right. Gotcha. All right, good
3: stuff. We do appreciate you getting um, – Getting us in with, um, I'm sorry, what's his name?
0: Uh, Jason and and the
3: Grace Foundation. Yeah, that that was a really fun event that we went to. Um, We talked to a lot of people and it it was a blast.
0: Yeah, we had a good time. We were like little Um. kids in
3: candy store.
0: Very true. I'm glad that worked out. He's a good guy. Yeah, well, good. Well, Adam, once again, thank you. And, and we'll get you on later again this season. Um, you know, hopefully things are going really well for us then. And we can bring you back on the show and talk a little bit more about how the offense has improved and how the defense is even better and we see more black shirts out there. And Oh, one last question. Black shirts. What do you think about the alternate unis? So, uh, uh, I don't like – okay, so I'll start with
2: just
3: alternate uniforms in general. I don't like alternate uniforms. Okay, a lot of people don't. Um, yeah, so – to me, alternate uniforms, depending, depending on who you are. If you're Oregon, that, that's how
2: you kind of make your niche. That's what you're known for. Thank you. Literally just down the freaking street in Portland. Mm-hmm. So it it's been perfect. Maryland, for whatever reason, they like their NASCAR uniforms.
1: I don't get it. But yeah. It's perfect. Sure. You know,
2: so for me, I look at, and Ohio State's the only one I could really think of. But outside
1: of Ohio State, I know Notre Dame's got the green jerseys, but they pull those out every once in a few years. Yeah. You know, they've done that for a while. I can't think of another school that has alternate uniforms, that is a long-time major, well-known program. I had a hard time. I spent a lot of time thinking about it, but I couldn't think of another one. To me, it comes across like we're trying to fit in with
2: the other cool kids in school. And if you're truly a cool kid in school, other people try to be like you. So for me, I'm not a fan of the alternate uniforms. Now, if you're going to do the alternate uniforms, I love the idea of them being black shirts or, uh, you know, kind of black shirt oriented, if you will. Now I got the question, what about the offensive guys? They wear them too. I'm like, well, yeah, the uniform, they kind of have to wear it. Uh, I know it's for defense, but for the game, you all got to look the same. Yeah. Uh, so if you're going to do alternate uniform, I like the idea of the black shirts uh, being, being what it's based on.
3: Well, and also the incentive, you know, if defense has a good game, then you wear the black shirts for the next game. I think that's really cool.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, so we better have a good game. Yeah, yeah. well, we know, defense wins championships. So um, Yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I think they're cool. Um, I, I'm a big fan of the color black in general, so I like wearing black. And so this is probably my favorite alternate uniform. But I thought I'd throw that in there real quick before we let you go. So, um, once again, Adam, we appreciate it. Um, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your evening. And I know uh, we'll be seeing you on the tube here over the weekend and your reactions to the Husker games after we beat Colorado.
2: All right, sounds good.
0: Thanks for having me. And, yeah, feel free
1: to hit me up
0: anytime. I enjoy coming right, right, we'll on. I appreciate him. it. Have a good Okay, thanks, all right. guys. Bye. Bye. All right, guys, so that's, uh, you know, you guys know Adam Character really well. Um, you know, check out you his – You don't he, watch hey, his videos. Watch character Chronicles, good. he does every uh, Sunday night, as a live show. Um, he's, he always, he's always posting videos oh, yeah. and stuff. He's, he's all over social media, too. So um, always a pleasure to have him on the show um, and, and hopefully he continues to come on, and like you said, he enjoys chatting with us, so we enjoy chatting with him, too, hopefully you guys enjoyed the show today, I know we're, we're broadcasting from a phone, two phones next to each other, so hopefully you guys hear it okay, um, enjoy the podcast, uh, we'll be back on Sunday, uh, this next Sunday, we'll have Brandon Kenya on the show, live, he's actually coming to see us, and drink beer with us, and he's gonna sign our helmet, and. It's going to be pretty cool. I'm really excited to have Brandon on the show. Um, we met Brandon at the Nebraska Greats That Foundation we just event, talked about with Adam. Um, this last year. So really excited to have him here. He's a really cool down-to-earth guy. Uh, we'll talk about he's got a couple things going for him as far as his business. He's, I, he's saw, something of, that I
3: saw, saw something posted today about yeah, his
0: business. They're, they're doing some apparel. So um, I think Fans of the Nation is what it's called. Um, I actually just bought a shirt today, so I'm hoping to have it for the show on Sunday as a surprise for him. You can still you can still do it two to four days shipping. So, um, but definitely check it out. Um, we'll have him talk about that, and we the also what he does as far as uh, his job. Um, hopefully, you guys enjoy Brandon Kenny on the show on Sunday. A cool, he's man. He's sitting here drinking beer. Get though, excited! So. Um, appreciate you guys tuning in today. Um, we'll have this podcast ready to go for you, and uh, we'll we'll be, we'll be live friends. in video with Brandon. Hopefully. On Sunday. You guys enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Matt. I'm Jimmy. We're Two Average Guys.
3: We'll see you next week.